Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk with Kwane. I'm your host, Kwane, of course. <laughs> um, and we're back with another episode of Let's Talk. Um, it's been a while, and I apologize because I well let me turn this down some. I made an agreement with myself that this is gonna be weekly. Like this is gonna be a weekly podcast. And in fact I missed last week because I had what what was I doing? I don't remember. I had something to do that I couldn't get out of. So I apologize. But I just wasn't skipping out on podcasting. I actually have been doing some really cool stuff that I wanna tell everyone about. Um so recently me and a group of some other cool people that we call youth youth archivists for social change had an exhibit at wisteria hearst museum in holyoke um which it is still up yes it is still up as of october 11th i think it i think it comes down like the 14th or something along those lines um anyways um during the summer I worked at Wisteria Hearst archiving Holyoke Ethnic Studies work um, and just everything, literally just archiving Holyoke Ethnic Studies. Um, what that means is that everything that has to do with Holyoke Ethnic Studies was given to us and we, it was given to us as artifacts um, and we went through those artifacts, named them, categorized them, describe them all of it like it ranged from emails to curriculum to um student artwork to just uh literally everything (laughs) holyoke ethnic studies um and yeah that was my summer job i got paid to do that and then recently we had an exhibit of us showing our work to the world and the community um and it was really great i we got and certificate of participation from the mayor like hand delivered that was very special i cried um yeah it was just so great um i'm very happy with how it went um yeah so that's that's why i wasn't here so i hope that makes up for it <laughs> um yeah so there's that also i would like to say that november hold on sorry guys um Holyoke High School Theater Company is having a production of Our Town the multilingual version meaning it's going to be in Spanish and English so like I don't know if you've ever seen a play in Spanish and English but I haven't and I think you should go to Holyoke High School because mind you these are teenagers i'm a part of i'm in it but um yeah teenagers really dope um so yeah whole um november 15th 16th and 17th tickets will be up soon um in which you can find holyoke you i'll come back with where you can find the tickets but yeah i'm in that place well and it's just really cool man i just i like to put the emphasis emphasis on multilingual because like when have you ever and maybe you have seen a play in english and spanish but like here's an opportunity for you to see another one boom i know i haven't but anyways yeah 
that's another thing that I'm doing. What else can I say? Um, that's it for now. I'll come back soon with some more stuff because I'm always doing something. Uh, someone told that someone brought that up to me recently because I was on 22 News. <laughs> This is so funny. I was at 22 News because we were, we got interviewed, me and Naomi Robles um, got interviewed during the exhibit and we were just talking about Holy Catholic Studies in our exhibit and um, one of my friends was like, you're literally on everything, like you're always doing something and I'm like, yeah guys, like gotta get my name out there, gotta, and also I just like to stay busy and like to just do stuff, but also get my name out there because yeah, you better know my name it's quantity um but today we're gonna be talking everything <laughs> literally i had an idea of what to talk about and then like throughout well i had an idea for last week and then things happened <laughs> this week where i was like oh i want to talk about that too so it's gonna be just chaotic so let's talk chaos no, i'm just kidding um yeah i don't know i said that we talk music politics entertainment and more but i feel like sometimes uh certain spaces aren't the right spaces to talk about certain politics so um maybe another time we can talk about israel and um gaza but yeah i don't know it's sensitive for some people and i don't i don't think i'm the best like moderator right that's the word moderator for that but so we'll just move past it but just prayers to all the innocent children and all the not even just prayers to all the innocent people within the situation and i put the emphasis on innocent people within the situation Hi, um yeah so um what i initially wanted to talk about last week was um everything like hbcu hate guys like that's what i put in my notes throughout the week i like type little thing like blurbs so i can remember what i want to talk about and this blurb said hbcu hate <laughs> um and take that with a grain of salt because like i'm i'm dramatic okay this is why i act because i'm a dramatic girl um no but seriously if you don't know what an hbcu is it's a historically black college or university um and throughout history we know that segregation and jim crow and all the things happened and because of that african americans black people weren't allowed to go to white schools so we created our own and they have lived through history um and yeah they're still here so i decided that i want to go to an hbcu and i only like and I'm only going to go to an HBCU because I think it's important to keep that history alive. I also think it's important that um, we change these dominant narratives. Uh, in ethnic studies, we have these things. We know this, we talk about these things called dominant narratives and counter narratives. Your dominant narrative is a story you're always told. So like the I use I like the um, Christopher Columbus example. So like the dominant narrative would be Christopher Columbus found America. The counter narrative is that no, he didn't. <laughs> there were people here. Um, there were people here before he found the land that he found. Also, that like he did some really messed up stuff when he quote unquote found America. Um, 
and there were innocent people and innocent lives and just like he just was it was so like it was so unnecessary right that's counter narrative um so when we talk about hbcus the dominant narrative that i have been hearing is that you shouldn't just apply to hbcus um because they don't give good financial there's no good financial aid they don't give a lot of money to people blah 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 whatever um and also like if you're going to a school that's just or if you're going to a school because it's just majority black you can also find majority black schools that aren't historically black if that makes sense um yeah because there are some schools that like have a high like demographics of black students but there aren't they aren't historically black schools um yeah but I just want to say that uh I will say that like HBCUs being majority black plays a part in why I want to go to it go to an HBCU but that's not the final reason I think it would be like very immature and very ignorant of me to just choose to go to a school because it's majority black like that does not make sense at all I don't know why anyone would ever think that I would do that because honestly it's a little offensive to my intelligence because like guys why would I ever (laughs) why would I just go to a school just because there's a lot of black people there like that doesn't benefit me in any way really because I'm going there for an education and I'm going to be spending money maybe um and yeah like it just doesn't make sense anyways um I do my research I research things I am not just going somewhere blind um but that does play a part also where HBCUs where a lot of HBCUs are which is the south um which is where I want to go for school so like I had already here's here's the order of operations (laughs) I decided that I want to live in the south for the rest of my life so then I decided, well, I want to go to college in the South because basically where I go to college is pretty much where I want to stay. Like I could move, but like, I really don't want to, like, I want to go to college somewhere and live there and have a family and, and whatever. So I was like, okay, if I want to live in the South, I might as well go to college in the South. And, um, also I want to be around a lot of black people because in the South, we know it gets, it gets gritty there um so i would like to be in a place that's um, majority black and then also why not just go to an hbcu do we see how do we see how we got there that's how i got there um so yeah um there are some hbcus that aren't in the south like howard and hampton and um the other ones there's a lot of them (laughs) Um, there's a lot of HBCUs, so I can't just name at the top of my head, but majority of them are in the South. Um, so yeah, I think also I've researched, like I literally looked up top HBCUs for, um, people who are going on the law track because that is what I, the track I want to go on. I want to be a lawyer. Um, so I'm not just picking schools randomly. Like, no, these schools are picked because they have very good law tracks or they have very good political science whatever what majors um or pre-law programs like howard um yeah it's just not like and there are some hbcus who aren't like where political science majors majors and criminology is not their like strong suit those aren't on my list that's exactly why they aren't on my list (laughs) for that reason um but yeah anyways i think that within that dominant narrative 
my my counter narrative that I would say is like, why not change? Like, why not change the narrative? So we say that um, HBCUs don't give a lot of money um, in regard in comparison to PWIs or predominantly white institutions. Why is that? They will say, or which is not a lie, but like it said, people go to PWIs. They get out of their college they um, get successful jobs and then they donate money back or they give money back to that college like alumni give money back whatever right so there's basically that's not the same for hbcus again this is this dominant narrative that i'm hearing but um it's not the same for hbcus so like you definitely have people donating to hbcus like howard and spellman like those are the popular ones and those are the ones that get more money the like most money but the ones that aren't so popular don't and you don't have many you have a lot of people leaving those college, those schools with debt and not being able to put some money back into that cycle um which is why they give less financial aid blah blah, blah. but my thought process is like why not change that not why not be the change instead of continuing this cycle because then i'm going to go to a pwi i'm going to get a successful job i'm going to be successful and i'm going to donate money back to my pwi who's who's benefiting <laughs> like it doesn't make sense why like and I understand that like a lot of people don't have the capacity to be able to like gamble with their life like that like you are gam you're essentially gambling like a hundred thousand dollars in debt which is like damn like that's a lot and I if I was sane I probably wouldn't I'm kidding I'm not insane but like I I'm ready to risk it like it's okay because like I know not to sound like I hate to sound like cocky or conceited or not conceited cocky but like I kind of know that I'm going to be successful like it's just I don't know it but like I feel it and um so yeah but uh I understand that a lot of people can't have that but I think it's I feel like it's my duty to like change this narrative and be the person who advocates for HBCUs because like and also like just we have to understand that like a historically black college is not what people want to see in a racist freaking um society and like in our society this is not like hbcus are not something that's like smile now what's the opposite of frowned upon smiled upon <laughs> um yeah so like if we're not going to hbcus if every if every black student who wants to go to h or every student in general wants who wants to go to an hbcu hears around them oh they don't give good financial aid blah, blah blah go to another school and they go to another school there will be no one going to hbcus and then hbcus will die out and then that history will be gone as we know it. like we know that we have seen this time and time again <laughs> like black history is not something that is being fought well it is being fought to keep alive but not by not by people outside of the black community so like we if no one else does it it won't happen um so yeah that's really my take on that and it really frustrates me but anyways so then I decided so I've kind of been having trouble writing my college essay um just because nothing feels genuine and nothing feels true to me but this topic is like oh yeah so like I said before like get me mad and I'm gonna write you like a five-star paper <laughs> that's all I just need to get a little frustrated so I am indeed frustrated so my college essay is going to be about this topic um 
and yeah so period now what else can we talk about um i actually i'm actually blanking because that's that's it i the other thing i want to talk about is like off topic but um in my leadership class we're watching well we watched um what's well, not my leadership class the leadership class that i ta for um we're watch we watched the thir- the 13th documentary um which is a documentary about like the history of every like the it just goes it's just the history of the 13th amendment and how it literally since then it's just been a downfall since the 13th amendment like literally um and where am i going <laughs> um and 13th amendment we oh we watched 13th um and then i there was a reason why i brought that up and i literally I don't know anymore <laughs> because i am stumbling um and also i recognize that i don't have to talk anymore like i can just end this episode but i don't want to because i just thought that that was so important to say um so we watched the 13th and we were talking about a lot um oh got it okay so we were talking about the 13th and it got me thinking about like how in recent times which whatever take again take this with a grain of salt but in recent times i like have been like thinking like i don't know activism is just not what it used to be like we saw in that documentary we saw like the black panther party and like all the protests and all of it and it's just like i don't know like it's just not the same um in regards i don't know in in regards to like change making and grassroots community organizing like it's just not it's just not the same like there's i feel like there's like less people involved which i mean like we we gotta like be truthful um in during the jim crow era and even after like that was some real real deal like stuff and not saying like today's like it was like life or death stuff so like literally life or death like i if i go into this restaurant i can literally be beaten to death because i'm not white like you know i feel like that's not how it is today so like the aside from like um police brutality and stuff like that, i'm ta- i'm talking about like every day i'm really talking about within my school because that's what i think about the most and like how um when i talked about like university of california in my leadership class last year and how um they would do walkouts and they would do um protests and uh teach-ins and sit-ins and stuff like that and it's just like we've done that in my leadership class but like very on a very small scale like five students at most three students at least um and it's just i don't know just not the same anyways because like we had um a week last week or two weeks ago or something like that we had random searches so when we went into school we had to give them our bags and they went through our bags and then we had to walk through a metal detector and um something like that would have never flown flown would have never been agreed upon like that the fact that that was even agreed upon is just so 
interesting to me because like that would have never mm-mm. but like i feel like there's not enough students who are like no like this is not acceptable um this is an invasion of my pri- privacy and like if we're supposed to be building trust why are we like why are we dehumanizing our students but like anyways i i can go on a whole tangent about that and i don't want i don't feel like it because like i feel like i'd be coming at my school administrators <laughs> well at least the last episode i did it, but like i don't want that to be the vibe um but yeah just like things like that like that that and then also like um i think i talked about this last time but like not being able to go not being able to leave the lunchroom um which is like very problematic for our neurodivergent students but like nobody cares because like that's a voice of people that no one ever like cares about or like acknowledges um yeah and ableism is just hooting and hollering through every part of our society honestly um even like the simplest things but anyways i literally can go on a tangent um but yeah like little things and then i i hate the like feeling of like no i'm crazy because no one else is saying things like i know that it's problematic to make your students predominantly like guys (laughs) do we know what a school to prison pipeline is like i just think that that's so insane that that was even like signed off on um and like i'm very much like a understanding person and i understand wholeheartedly like it's a tough position for an administration to be in to be like do we search students or do we not like it's a safety thing it's a i totally understand like i'm not someone who's like very like ignorant in the sense that like i don't i don't um acknowledge the other side's reasons or opinions i do but also i think that like i think it's we gotta like i feel like we gotta go back like we gotta start with a culture that doesn't allow for weapons or drugs to be brought on campus we don't even have that culture (laughs) which is why you have to search bags we don't have a culture where students feel like this is like a place to learn like literally so i think when we um when we come to the topic of like searches we got to go back and fix all this stuff at the bottom and stuff at the like i don't know at the roots that like we haven't yet so like it's complicated so i understand like the easy fix is to search students and i I mean that's what they chose they chose the easy fix they do have this like holyoke roots which is like what is that what are you guys doing no shade like oh my gosh no shade to them but like what is that um and also who what training do these people in charge have like what anyways i you know guys i can just go on my little tangents but yeah man i just thought that was interesting um yeah we can talk more about that next time i just i have a severe like i literally have the biggest problem with them searching students and like making students go through metal detectors like oh my god (laughs) oh it's like do they even know like i wonder like 
is there anyone in their meetings who is like i don't know guys maybe this won't be good or maybe this is a little problematic like i just i'm just curious maybe there's not hey you know um but i think it's important to have people in the room to diversify the people in the room not just racially i think um racial diversity is very important but also we get so stuck up in that when we don't think about the like just because you have a racially diverse group of people doesn't mean that like everyone's gonna like think about i don't know everyone's gonna think about everyone else if that makes sense like i think that students of again you know whatever but like i think that students should be a part of these types of conversations and not just like randomly picked student like i feel like ethnic study students are the most qualified students to sit on sit in on conversations like oh do we search students or do we do this because like a it, it diversifies your room a little bit more and b you get a perspective of the students and you can understand because you literally you you've we've all been students before but like it's not the same at all at all like it's not the same if you were in high school in the early 2000s it is not the same at all <laughs> i'm sorry to break this to you and if you were a student before that yeah um <laughs> definitely not the same time sorry for you but um which like this like not to like be ageist or anything but like it's just not the same and you can't base your high school experience on today's high school experience because like literally everything is different like everything um but yeah that's it guys i just went on a little rant i think next time i hate having it i hate having my episodes sound like i'm reading a script so i like to be like spontaneous but also within being spontaneous i get like brain farts and i'm just like uh i don't know what to talk about but that's it thank you for listening i really appreciate it um i looked at the views the last time which like the views don't matter we can we can talk about that but i just appreciate it i feel like famous <laughs> And, but it's just weird because I can't see like usually on my social media accounts I can see who viewed it but like I can't see who's watching so or listening so it's like oh my gosh like you never know who's listening period um but anyways thanks for listening I'm gonna get out of here because it's Wednesday and it's 2 42 and I'm ready to go so bye bye thank you for listening bye